Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! Did you know? Did I know? Budget Blinds is your home for enlightened style shades. They are all hail, our robot shade overlords. I feel like I need to, you know, some kind of sane all hail thing. No, we're good. We're fine. I would say this. Look. I need to show my loyalty. Proper. Well, we all know. We keep making this ad. We know. They know how loyal we are to them and how loyal they are to us. But also, and I think more importantly, how dedicated they are to giving people the highest quality, like blinds, window treatments, home deck, interior decoration stuff, you name it. They're going to be the people that can help you get from where you are to where you want to be through the security, the ease of access, the fun tech parts, all of those things about your Enlightened Style Shades. And they've been doing it right in our community for 20 years, Jason. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to our friends at Budget Blinds. And Jason, I got something else. What's that? Do you know? Where you can go to meet our robot shade overlords? I believe that they have a store right in the heart of downtown Lee Summit. So go see our friends. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. The Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is also brought to the good people by Ask Kathy of Keller Williams Realty, another local company celebrating 20 years of service. This is our, maybe, is this our standard that we have to, everybody has to reach to be able to get into the podcast other than, you know, like pay us money, uh, is, uh, is yeah. to, to be, to get the advertising. They've got to be 20. They got to be legit and have to be here for 20 years. And Kathy, I don't have the highest. Day. Wait, at Kelly no, yeah, Williams Re- Realty is that level of legit 20 years of serving people look through the ups and downs. And there have been some downs in the market over the last 20 years. I think we can all refer to the 2008 time frame when everything was a disaster. She was here then she helped people then she's helping people now when the market is hot and maybe even starting to come off of the super hot, but it's still a great time to visit our friends at ask Kathy. If you, if you are ready to buy or sell a home here in Lee summit, they are the ones to go to. All you got to do, Jason, tell them Jason Nick sing it. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is all right for an old dude. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know that that shot was coming. It's coming. Well, I got to get him in while I can. So, <laughs> and besides, look, I, off air, we know where the sh- the old man shots go. The direction is the other way. That's true. Since I am the uh, the more wizened of the two of us by a couple of years. So, uh, Link to Lee Summit remains all the source you need for the news about this very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today, Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. <laughs> no particular deep thought. I just wanted to reference something from the 80s. <laughs> okay, wait, further speaking commentary, of old man, men of a certain age. Speaking <laughs> of old dude things, you got it. So, Nick, there's nothing going on. Look, there's 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 not really any big news for us to to, to talk about. I want to I want to push straight into a pretty cool interview that you and I recorded actually about a, about a week ago. We've got a new fun new restaurant coming to town. It's coming to downtown Lee Summit. It's going to be in the old peanut space, if you remember that, on Main Street, Calavaris, a high-end Mexican restaurant by the fine folk who brought you Smoke Brewing Company. So we had Josh and Landy come on the show, Jason, to talk about this. Yeah, they did. So we're going to we're gonna talk about the restaurant. Uh, 
I know we discussed in the interview, we've recorded this interview in the past in podcast time. Uh, and we talked about some opening dates and look, the opening, look, it's a restaurant. So opening dates are, shall we say flexible, fluid, fluid, fluid in the overall. So they are currently in the process of staffing up. Um, as soon as they get staffed up, they're basically, they're going to get open here as soon as they possibly can. Um, and to that impact, they are offering, and we're going to make this point for the front end and during the thing, they are offering a $500 signing bonus for people to go work there. So if you're looking for some quick cash or you're looking for a job in the restaurant space, this is the place to go start looking. That's the place. And I think, you know, everybody who owns or runs a business right now probably knows that staffing can be an issue. Right. It's, it's a little harder than it used to be. And besides, um, the sooner they get open, the sooner we get some of their food. Right. And just wait, everybody. Wait until you hear about the empanadas. We are here with Lanny and Josh Edwards, the owners of, well, Smoke Brewing Company, and a new restaurant, which is what we're actually here to talk about, Calaveras, which will be opening soon in downtown Lee Summit. Lanny, Josh, how are you guys today? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Awesome. Well, I, was, I guess we wanted to start here um, with the basics. Uh, you know, that, why is it taking so long to get me tacos? That's oh, uh, wait, wait, we'll, we'll ask that one later. <laughs> Hold on, no, it's like, okay, first thing, hey, how much time do you have? We are, <laughs> we are noting for the record, we're going to start here to put this off, although we want this to be pleasant again, but we're going to start with the negatives here and we're going to build up from there. You didn't bring us food this morning. I'm so, so sorry. There's no food to be had yet. Oh. It's, it's not there. Not I mean, from there. <laughs> I mean, that is that. That sounds like an excuse. I feel like I need, a, I need, a, I need a sad voice. I should have picked up Taco Bell. I don't know what I was thinking. Levante tacos, are they out front today? They're not. No. They're not. That's You've got to wait two so. days. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, but regardless of the fact that you have, you have failed in accentuating our brand by feeding us, because that's what two old fat guys need to be doing is eating right. more. Uh, is, uh, so let's talk a little bit about the restaurant. So you are opening up in the, I guess we'll call it the former peanut space there mm-hmm. in the middle. I, it was an auto parts store, an auto dealership it originally. Was Meyer Motor. Myers? Meyer Motors. Yeah, in 1928. In 1928. Mm-hmm. So um, in the Meyer Motors building um, on Southeast Main Street there. Um, so to, talk about the restaurant. Um. I, we've been building this thing for three years. It's like the restaurant that won't open. I'm surprised we're not getting more backlash than we, ha, well, than we are. Well, I mean, has something happened in the last couple of years that would delay things? Uh, not that I can remember. I we're don't just know. really I don't remember. We, do. I, well, we have an ongoing theme, uh, COVID ruins everything, uh, yes. which is, is not made. I'm sure it is not made. Well, it's not, I know it didn't make operating a restaurant easier. I'm sure it made opening one harder as well. No, so I, I mean, we found out in November that we were getting the building and we took possession January 1. And then COVID hit in March. So everything that we had wheels turning, um, a, you know, list of equipment, stuff like that to order, we just stopped because we didn't know. Was smoke going to make it? Was, you know, was, right. was, well, was this going to completely away. change the fabric of the United States? And, you know, I mean, all these fears that came out to be somewhat unfounded, but, you know, we weren't going to invest all this much more money in another concept if it was our first concept open. was not going to be around. So we spent a good six, seven, eight months just figuring out what we were going to do. So, well, let's obviously you did some stuff since you're in here to talk to us about a restaurant that's hopefully going to open in the very short-term future here. Yes. Um, I'm being vague. We're being date vague for, for podcast recording reasons, but um, we'll, we'll get some more dates here as we go. So, so talk about the concept of the restaurant then. What is it that you're, what is it that you wanted to do? Cause like my understanding is Lanny, this is your, this is more your baby than, than it smoke is. was that is, was Josh's baby. Is that it, it is. So smoke was, um, am I allowed to curse on this? 
Sure, why not? Okay. So I pulled in the house one day, and we had a very large home brew system, and I hate beer, and I hate the way it smells. And he had been brewing, and I finally said, get your shit out of my house. <laughs> Find a place. So that's what happened with smoke. And then it, I said, I don't drink beer, and I don't eat, like to eat barbecue. So there came a full bar and a restaurant. Did you guys have to have marriage counseling at this point? Yeah. And I, I think smoking is, it sounds like the restaurant <laughs> is the marriage counseling. Is we have lawyers take, on speed dial. Please, please take your hobby away from me. <laughs> I don't like barbecue and I don't like beer. I'm like, that's, that's fighting words. Well, I, I know. People yet, are like, here like, they are. They have survived we so have. far. Uh, five and a half years. Five and a half years, yes. That's why we have Chardonnay, vodka, and a roasted veggie gouda. <laughs> <laughs> now so. I want cheese. Right. Um, but no, Calaveras started because honestly, we were driving around one day and I wanted a frozen daiquiri. I'm like, where can we get a really good frozen daiquiri? And so we ho-hummed around and we ended up at a local chain and it was really crappy daiquiri <laughs> and um, a national chain, nothing, nothing locally owned. And um, I said, you know what we should do? We should open a Mexican restaurant so we can have really good fresh made daiquiris and fresh pressed juices. And I go, but not like Day of the Dead or anything weird. And Josh turned around, looked at me and goes, that's exactly what we should do. And then the peanut went out and... And here we are. And this now- is on brand. For, like, I love this idea that, that we need a restaurant so we can have good decorations. <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of how we live our life. I mean, I mean, it's really whole, is remember, just- you are on a podcast that was founded over two things, which was be- drinking beer and being too lazy to write. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we're on point here. Okay. So, so basically, you have a daiquiri hobby that you needed to keep out of the house as well. Is that uh, what I'm uh, hearing? And a Mexican yes. food hobby. Let's and not. A, let's we not, do. I mean, well, look, there is great power in tacos. Uh, agreed. I don't know anyone that doesn't like tacos. Well, they're, they're no friends of ours. They're right, no, yeah, clearly. They certainly will not be on this. There's a reason we've asked every political candidate tacos about tacos. In this, <laughs> this, in like, what, I'm wondering, six years of this podcast? Five or six, now, years, five or six, six years of this we, podcast? Yeah. Yeah, tacos are a key question like, for I'm, us. I'm never going to uh, vote for a candidate that doesn't like tacos. Awesome. I'm, so you, you, you've created a, a daiquiri bar with Mexican food attached mm-hmm. as, your, as your thing. So what... I mean, obviously, we're we're talking about Mexican foods, but mm-hmm. like, what's what's weird, like, or what's weird or different well, or unique or awesome or I'm, special? I'm going to ask this question because when you opened Smoke, there was chicken fried bacon. Mm-hmm. So, which which I'm still cry rallying to bring that back that it's that it's that it's gone. <laughs> it's planned to come back at some point but, in time. So, I, there's got to be something a little bit crazy on the menu, right? There is. So, um, as I think pretty much everyone at least Summit knows. Uh, Lofgetter is our chef for down there, always hired for that. And with his extensive background, we have had all this time and bought umpteen books on the seven regions of Mexico and all have been reading these different what's authentic to the region and playing with different ideas or doing like a different spin on what would be very traditional. Um we're going to have a play on a Mexican pizza, um, some things like that that will feel familiar, um, but be elevated the, and a little the different. The extremely wealthy man's Taco Bell Mexican pizza. Yes, is that yes, that's exactly what you're hearing without <laughs> me excited. saying it. <laughs> Wait, I'm already, now I am excited. I am like, I mean, like, new restaurant, place to go eat and drink, always for it. You know, the local businesses on my bed, but like now you have my attention. Well, and I'm really wanting with the look of the bar, and I don't know if when you guys were in last, um, it's super sleek, super glam, super sexy. Um, I want people to feel good. I want it to, you don't have to be dressed up, but you can 
if you want to throw on some leather pants and a sweater in the winter and feel a little more dressy, you can. If you want to come in in flip-flops and a t-shirt, great. Bring it. I'm not sure if you want to see me in leather pants. I'm just actually, <laughs> actually, I really think us in leather pants and a sweater at the soft open really should know. That's, I, I that's, think it's fantastic. That's, well, we'll now, video that, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, Lay down the gauntlet. Now that we put it down there. I, I'm far more likely to appear in flip-flops and a t-shirt. That's the thing, but, you know. That's kind of like me. I'm actually going to have to wear a suit for this one, which I don't know. I mean, liter- literally, Josh, right. you are currently in flip-flops. And I'm a in flip-flops and running shorts. And not a campground t-shirt. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're, we're going to say, I'm going to say this, we're clear, just to be clear on there, even though we're on audio, Lanny looks much better. So, because she was worried about like, <laughs> does, she look, does she look presentable for a podcast? And Josh, you have done well by like just keeping the floor low so that she is elevated above. Uh, that's oh, well, what thanks, I do when she's, guys. that's what I do. There you go. So <laughs> I, I keep a low good, standard. Good husbanding right there. <laughs> right? You, you hinted a little bit about, about your chef, Josh Lofketter. Mm-hmm. And I think people should probably know that, that, that he does have, have a bit of a pedigree here here in the KC area. He does. So tell um, us a little bit about him. Well, uh, most of you guys know he spent a good amount of time at uh, Bluestem. Bluestem. And, you know, learned an extensive amount of really, really... That's like fancy food. It's yeah, it's very fine fancy. dining. It was, it's, yeah. Fine dining's kind of dying as far as restaurants go, but it was, you know, they had a good 20-year run, I want to say. And uh, Josh was sous chef there for four years and uh, really kind of honed classic French technique. So that's kind of what we're bringing to Calaveras. I, I don't want to say we're authentic because, well, if you look at me, I'm the whitest white person ever. Um, Edward's it, a traditional name uh, from the Chihuahua very, region. Very, <laughs> very much so. So it's more about paying homage to the flavors and the foods and the spices and the chilies and everything else. It's, it's taking someone that honestly had no background in Mexican cooking at all and having him delve into all these books where some of them are fine dining Mexican restaurants that are in Mexico city or New York or San Francisco. And we did it to him with barbecue too. Yeah. I mean, he had no idea (laughs) how to do barbecue. So uh, we've kind of always liked this idea of taking someone incredibly talented and throwing them into something that they're not necessarily comfortable with and having them find their way. And so into the food of it a little bit, I'll give you a few sneak peeks of kind of what we're thinking. Um, We're going to, at some point in time, do an octopus taco um, try to really do heavy into seafood. Yeah, you're, yep. uh, do we need to control you, Nick? Do you need like a host <laughs> yeah, out? I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> so we're bringing some New Mexico and some Colorado influences <sighs> with pork green chili. Now it's I will something say you this is the thing. Here. I I lived in New Mexico for ten years, mm-hmm. and yeah, green chili is a like the Mexican hatch green chili, like real good that stuff you have to tell them your story so so good my favorite favorite. green chili in the world is at the uh, golden hotel in golden colorado we stay there every time we're going out to the mountains which is usually a couple times a year and they have this amazing port green chili called rosas uh evidently it's won awards sitting there one day and just drinking a beer at the bar and they were out of their chili and sorry we won't have any for like two days the general manager gave me their recipe so wow. As have, like as a make good for wow. It's, yeah, I told her I, mean, I was honest with her. I go, we're opening a Mexican restaurant in the middle of Missouri. Port green chili is not a thing in Missouri at all. I, I love it. I'd I, love to pay homage. She stood I made at the table. port green chili for Chili Fest. Two years ago? Ten I years did, ago. No, it was I a little long time year. ago. Like a green port green chili, like a it was for that for a long time. We did one last year. Um it's it's amazing. Um yeah. we'll do a fried chicken taco. Um kind of thinking of a play that came from Shane Vertasi with hand and glove. Um, oh, a we play try on, not to talk about Shane at all. That's yeah, fair. You're actually breaking a rule. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, he gave us the idea to basically do like a chicken and waffles. So we're toying with the idea of buying a waffle maker, the real thin like cone waffle maker, and doing a fried chicken taco with an actual waffle 
as the top. Oh, oh like it's a ooh, fun I time. Like that. So, no, that's all. That's really that's really cool stuff. So you're so the concept is take all these like traditional pieces and do fun stuff with it and, and screw them up most likely. And, well, no, fair. Yeah. So yeah. high end and playful, classy and trashy. Yeah. <laughs> We put that on the sign. Honey. Anyone that knows us from smoke and, you know, has read our menu there and some of the inside jokes behind that, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And that's, I think, why we just have fun with it. And, you know, from the look of Calaveras, it has a very serious vibe, but um, it's going it, to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's not well, going to be I was going to ask you stuffing. about that because it, it's a it, it's a big change in vibe. Yeah. And, and I haven't been in. In probably months. Honestly, I've I, never. I've, I last time I was in that building, it was still the peanut. I think so. you had just you, you had just painted <laughs> okay. the last time I was in, and I think we're working on the bar. Well, if you guys have time when we wrap this up, you guys ought to come down and get a sneak peek of it. Okay. Well, then we'll say nice things. Yeah, actually, that'll work because we'll say nice things about it ahead of time. So, but there, were you wanting to change the vibe a little bit because you know it's ex- smoke is exposed brick and it's rough and and I mean it, it's it's a different feel and this this is like ooh, you know I walk in I want to put my pinky out. And that's part of what I wanted. I mean, our Lee Summit's great. I love everything about it. But there's really no sexy restaurants. Josh and I go into the city all of the time. I want to have something that was sexy and glam and cool here in town. And that building just fits it. The heavy molding, um, why I did all the crystal chandeliers, I don't know. I was just sitting in the car looking through. I was shopping. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and which I do very well. I want to say um, the, the visual in the studio was interesting when you said I was shopping. There was a face over to my left here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I know. And then, um, you know, the Calaveras, the name meaning skull, um, I have just happened. Well, when you have three years, you know, Amazon has been my best friend. I should be getting like, <laughs> thank you letters from them. Um, he said, thank you from space. Right. <laughs> You can find a lot of, like all the barware, all my stirs have skulls on them. And the shades for the chandeliers, I bought a round of shades. I didn't like them. Bought a second round and they're copper on the inside so the light didn't shine through, which turned everything from black and silver into mixed metal. So now we added gold and copper and silver. I don't know. We I decorate high-end houses for a living. So this I kind of took it. As like I was decorating a house. Well, no, that's really that's, that's cool. really cool, and I think you're right. It's something that is different from what we see anywhere else yeah. in Lee Summit. It's that that you know, and we've had a shift towards some higher end. I won't say high end, but a higher end dining over the last decade or so. Right. But like there used to be, you know, like Chili's was the fanciest place in town right. for a long time. Applebee's. And uh, but uh, we've 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 gone beyond that. And your other restaurant, honestly, is a higher end than that as like on its own front. So that's a really cool, I think that's a really cool and interesting uh, vibe that you're that you're aiming for. So let's talk about the wins. Now, obviously, I'm gonna we're going to caveat this on the front end. You are opening a restaurant in a post-2020 world, mm-hmm. which means that staffing is a thing and it's a lot of issues. So mm-hmm. what's the goal opening date? Goal opening date is October 3rd. Um, it might be limited hours just to get open, but I think we're certainly ready to be open and just tired of the construction I think the longer I have the more stuff I just keep buying so the guys are tired of me having any more time <laughs> please over the rest of the stop or yeah. find stop. Tool take your things. Amazon device away right so um I think the public's excited as a matter of fact it was a month or so ago we were walking down from smoke to Calaveras and we were unlocking the door and walking in and 
this little old lady, I don't think she meant it how it came out. She was like, my gosh, are you guys ever going to open? Kind of barked at us. And it's like, lady, you think we like, we're just bleeding money at this point. Like, this is not fun for us. Like, um, but you know, uh, we were lucky to secure, uh, six slushy machines, oddly, Slushy machines are very hard to find post-pandemic, I mean, these as are, is everything else. I mean, wow. I guess if you're stuck at home all the time, I guess you can, you know, if you're looking for your own daiquiri, right, I guess that's where you have to go to, to, to deal with that. So. I mean, yeah. Um, I do want you guys to come down and look at the bathrooms because they are the coolest bathrooms. I'm going to venture out to say in Kansas City. I'm, I mean, the... the these are the things, man. Like the, the best parts of being podcasted. What do you get? Come look at our bathroom. Right. Like I want to move a cot in there and just live in the bathrooms. They're that cool. And coming from what the bathroom. Josh is trying to, to visualize like, that right well, now. Well, right. And I and, and, and there anyone might be who some smell issues at some no, point no, they're staying in there. No right? one can use them. And, and, and coming coming from the visual of the peanut um, and where it was at the time, that's a it's a, I, I, well, I think we're safe to call that a drastic change. Uh, that was now you're you're a construction guy, Josh. Correct. I'm a general contractor. That that was probably a lot of work to rehab what was the peanut it was, and turn it into what you guys are trying to do. Putting it mildly, it was the building was disgusting, um, and nice. there was a peanut odor. Well. Like for, I'm not well, being be mean fair. to anybody. I'm no, just saying. No, I mean it's a it's a was, it's a restaurant that was a bar, um, you know, that predated the smoking bans in the city, right? And it served fried chicken wings, like as a as their signature item. So like just the I I just the raw buildup of like grease and smoke and whatnot in the building would be enough to get to all the way to disgusting. I mean, I think you're, it was 20 years because it started out at Struthers, probably right. 20 Since some odd it years had ago. An overhaul. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. the peanut really didn't overhaul it from Struthers to peanut. So. Um, no, construction-wise, uh, this is something I've talked about an awful lot. I don't know if I've talked to you guys about it. I call it the Hannah Montana effect. Um, <laughs> so when Miley Cyrus went to become Miley Cyrus instead of Hannah Montana, she had to do something of such shock value. Wrecking ball video? The wrecking ball video <laughs> or the twerking with Robin Thicke video. Hold, hold on. Now I have images of Josh on, Josh a, wrecking, on a wrecking ball. Just like that. <laughs> From and the dresses not, and like, calendars. And I'm not saying I'm not enjoying the visual. Just, that's an excellent PR opportunity that I ought to do. They just run what I had planned for the soft openings. <laughs> this everybody walks Although, in and then do it Josh. On a, do it on a mirror ball instead of her. Because then you don't destroy better. anything. Sparkling, but yeah. Yeah. sparkling but, shiny mirror ball with the lights with on it. big construction boots on. Uh -huh. look good. But for Miley to become Miley, she had to do something so shocking and so risque that you forgot she was ever Hannah Montana. Or at least when you look at her now, you don't associate her with Hannah Montana. That's what we've done with both restaurants. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have walked into smoke and like, what was this before? And you tell them and they're like, really? It doesn't look anything like it. And we had to kill off what was the peanut to make Calaveras Calaveras. Got to move the bar, change the bathrooms. I mean, make people. It's right. complete to, overhaul. I mean, that's a good point. You cannot walk into smoke and still see mingle at all. True. There's yep. nothing left. No, I mean, that that's the whole intent. You have to make people forget what that space was. And, you know, there's several restaurants down here that – tried before JB went in and did Stewie's, you know, how many different restaurants were there in that location and just basically did minimal tweaks and never, they never made it. Well, when JB went in and Stewie's, he did Got the same did. thing. He completely changed everything about it. So people forgot what the old thing looked like. And I think that's a good portion of his success is just, you know, creating something unique that people didn't remember that, yeah, you know, they just made a little tweak. You know, so he don't remember the 
vague Jamaican themed place that was there Brada. for like seven minutes. Yeah, yeah it was Brada. <laughs> um, I actually, Alley Cats 321, yeah. I yeah. do because we were in, you know, that was a bazillion years ago before we had kids and stuff. And I actually was a smoker and we came back from Jamaica and um, went into one of those restaurants over there and I lit a cigarette and they were like, ma'am, you can't smoke in here anymore. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forget. Remember that? We yeah. were at the Brada, I think is what it was. Uh, we were at, I don't know, it was somewhere down here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That was a that was a lot of restaurants for very short periods of time. It was right, yeah, and it's stuff. But that. yeah, right. You so you, you took the point and made the huge change to really sort of redefine the space. In, Absolutely, in its way. So, and we just happened to have all the time in the world <laughs> to do that. Boy, thanks, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank right? you very very much. Right. I want um, I want a few more hints of 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 your menu. What, what what are people going to expect? Because wait, let's, you know, let's everybody has. I'll give you a better focus. What's your since you talked about daiquiris mm-hmm. as the sort of well, inspiration? I was going to finish with that. Well, too bad we're already there. What's your <laughs> sign? What's your what's your fancy signature drink? Yeah, what is the daiquiri that you wanted? Um. Well, so Brian Ari, a very talented kiddo, uh, has been working on this cocktail menu for quite some time. Um. Our margarita, just classic, is. I'm not trying to sound rude, but there's no finest call. There's no crappy sweet and sour. This is all fresh juices. It's basically a Tommy's margarita. If you don't know what a Tommy's is, it's traditional. It's two ounces tequila, one ounce lime juice, half ounce simple syrup, or a a variation thereof. And we take it a little bit further and add in, um, yeah, sorry, agave nectar, not simple syrup. We take it a little further and add in a little Pierre Ferrand dry curacao. But that's the basic menu, the basic recipe for the margarita. Uh, and we're going to have Paloma on tap. Um, we've got a martini called the White Marlin because we do have a 10-foot White Marlin in the restaurant. Um, well, we have two because the first one died. but It jumped <laughs> off the wall and died. <laughs> we had we didn't have the right hook. Just thank God we weren't open. But Is that is that where the Day of the Dead comes in? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we toyed with that, actually, of, of having someone take that Marlin and, you know, kind of paint it like Day of the Dead. And we decided just to do a pearl white because it was a little more, oh, Glam, I guess you could say. Shane said that's his idea. Yeah, it was. Um, anyway, but no, uh, the daiquiris, like, I want a really good, something where you can feel like you're on a beach. Like, I hate to say, like, a rum runner or stuff like that, but everything, like, maybe a pomegranate daiquiri. Um, all the garnish is, like, charred pineapple, edible orchids, uh, palm fronds, a lot of fancy accoutrement like on the cocktails and the daiquiris. We'll be doing a frozen hibiscus margarita. Um, That's one of the things we play with quite a bit. Uh, Hibiscus is very common in uh, Mexican cuisine. The frozen comes with a pea flour. So it'll have a, it has a pomegranate foam on the top and then you put a drop of pea flour in it. And then the cocktail turns from a dark blue to a purple to a pink. Nice. To clarify that, butterfly pea flour. Uh, pea flour can be kind of mistaken as something, oh, okay. but butterfly pea flour Sorry. is a plant that you grind that is ground up in the powder. Um, depending on the pH, will change certain things, different colors. Nick, I'm sure you've seen it with your other podcast where some brewers have played around with it in beer. Yeah. That you can turn it purple, you can turn it green, you can turn it blue, and it's all about just messing with the pH of the cocktail. The science nerds of drink making. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that's what it's gotten into. I mean, it's all you know with the whole mixology movement that started, you know. 10, 15, 20 years ago in KC. I don't know exa- exactly when it was, but there is so much science that goes on with it. Oh, absolutely. It's not just, it's not just, you know, whiskey and rum and, or rum and Coke, or it's, it's 17 different ingredients into a cocktail and, you know, basically doing home chemistry ex- experiments and coming up with different ways, like the foam that we put on top of things and that sort of stuff. 
we have a uh, spicy mezcal mule that I think people will really uh, like. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I found, uh, with all the time in the world, thank you, Amazon, I found black hammered mule cups. They're very pretty. Hey, <laughs> 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 I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, yeah. Well, let's stop thanking COVID for anything other than yeah, giving some space, time and space to do some things. Right. All right. So, Nick, you want to go back to food? Well, you know, I was going to, the real thing is, tell us about the different tacos, but. Tacos, mole, really good mole. You know, we have been. You sing the song of my people with the mole and green chili. We have been without a good mole in Lee Summit, I think, for a long time. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, Our chips will be part corn and part flour mixed in the basket because I like flour and he likes corn. So we're just going to give everybody the best of both. We're using uh, Yoli fresh tortillas. Um, so those will be delivered. So nothing frozen, kind of same thing as smoke. Um, everything's going to be from scratch. Uh, Loft has been perfecting, um, his cilantro lime rice, which is fantastic and his drunken beans and not being derogatory towards anybody. Cause I like those restaurants too, but the beans and the rice will come in really nice black bowls instead of being mixed together on a plate. Cause I don't like the look of that. I've, no, had, a, I've no had a lot touching. of time. My, no. food touching. My wife will be very happy. Okay. Food touching is like the worst thing in the world for her. Okay. Just tasted Loft's crema yesterday. We're making our own sour cream. I mean, it's going to be pretty. I have bamboo leaves for some of the dishes. Um, all the dishware is black and white. The salsa bowls are silver. The salsa pitchers are also stainless steel. No plastic, no red, yellow, orange, anything <laughs> like that. You're not serving anything in a red basket with the checkered stuff in the middle, like three tacos in there. Like, Again, no, you run the surprise. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's the that's there the should be one dish. The red one basket, dish that the comes red basket in the weird special. red basket. That would be the trashy part of it. <laughs> the trashy part. They they well, call this the Josh order. Right. The trashy. I like that. The, the trashy thing that we one of the things we're doing, and we can't put it on the regular menu. I, uh, Lofgetter just basically said it break his heart a little bit. He'd do it, but somehow. Our food supplier gave us a case of the Fiesta pizzas, the octagon ones we used to get back in elementary school. Oh yeah, that's going to go on the kids menu. We're gonna we've got to have at least some aspect of trashy with that. As far as the other food, a um, couple things that we've perfected so far. Uh, so you know, birria is kind of like all the rage right oh, now yeah. with tacos. So good. And mm-hmm. so we're actually doing it a little different. We're doing a uh, birria empanada uh, with puff pastry. And so you'll dip that in the consomme. This little um, pocket full of all yummy goodness. Oh, dip it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you guys, t- I was trying to tell him that was coming, but I didn't, didn't want to give mention, away. I didn't want to give it away what they had told me earlier. And yeah, I'm excited about that. This. Is, that, that sounds fantastic. That does. That sounds fantastic. French dip of tacos. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I mean, it that's is. That's really what it is. Yeah. And look, we've we've tried just ourselves personally a couple times to, to do our own birria. And good. I mean, it's a good taco, but, man, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and I've never been able to perfect it. Um, I did it great once, and then they've been okay the other times. Really? Yeah. Um, fortunately, our director of operations, his wife is Hispanic, and so um, her and her family have uh, given us a lot of good ideas. Um, <laughs> Look, it, so, a key part of any Mexican or good Mexican food is the recipes do at some point need to come from somebody's abuela. Well, and that's a thing that's really important. So I'm glad you have that aspect. To we do. The and then, Josh, tell about your friend, chef guy out in Denver. So um, it was an odd story. We were uh, Last time we were in Colorado, which was last spring, um, and we had stopped and stayed one night in Denver on the way back. And someone had told us about um, this Mexican restaurant that was really doing cool, cutting-edge things. It was called Beloita. And so, Next to a barbecue restaurant named Smoke. Yeah, S-M-O-K. So anyway, um, 
So we're sitting there, and the waitress sees that I'm wearing a Kansas City Chiefs shirt, and she goes, oh, well, our owner's from Kansas City. He's next door in our other restaurant, Smoke. She goes, you got to go over, you know, just say hi to him, start talking to him. So <laughs> Josh and I looked at each other. I'm like, you have to go. <laughs> so they have a Mexican The other owner concept. of a restaurant named Smoke, yeah. Did you okay. – did you, did you, Flash open the buttons of your shirt, and you got a smoke T-shirt. <laughs> no, I, I did. I should have. I really should have, but I didn't. And so went next door, and the guy's standing there, and just I get to talking with him back and forth. His name's Bill Esparacito, and he was the original chef when Colby Geralt stepped down from Blue Stem. Um, oh wow! Yeah, he was the original chef there, and so grew up in Belton. Grew up in Belton or Grandview, somewhere in there. Yeah. But yeah, it's all it, the same there. It's fine. We're about the same age, and besides the fact that he took the culinary path. We've led very similar existences as far as starting the barbecue restaurant first and then going into Mexican. And um, But the chef there at um, Beloita, um, Manny Berea, he sat with us for about an hour and a half and just kept bringing us dish after dish And after his girlfriend dish. is from Overland Park, so it's like this really weird dynamic of... Wow, I'll, great connections. Yes, and he was actually just... Yeah, he was just uh, nominated for Best New Chef James Beard. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's we, we've gotten lots of influences from people and just in He's talking. From, and where's he from? Because he was on the phone with like his grandma working on a recipe. Um, I think he's from I think he's from Monterey. Again, that's that's Monterey. the best yeah. where the best recipes start is somebody's grandma. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's taking those simple recipes. And I guess simple is not the right word for it, but taking those you know home style authentic recipes and we really just want to pay homage to that, but put our own twist on it. It, it needs to be something a little bit unusual, a little bit shocking. Uh, some of the things we've talked about is doing fried chicken skins and using those to top a taco um, just to give it a little bit of different texture and that little bit of burst of flavor from fried chicken skin, which is amazing if you've never had it. Um, we've talked about doing that with fish skin. Just some uh, other thing that we're playing with is like chili crisp. Another thing that's kind of rage in foodie culture is the Asian chili crisp. We're making one that has Mexican flavors to it. Oh, that'd be great. Mm. I really like seafood. So um, seasonal or on like a specialty menu, I would like to carry like stone crabs and some different things like that, that you get in if you're by the ocean, but I want to have it shipped in fresh. Um, I wanted to do um, hogfish because it's amazing. I, it's not going to be like tilapia. Or anything like that. Like, I want mahi and grouper and nice things. So, how hard is that now to get? Well, hogfish is $70 a pound. So, currently, that's, that's not, not starting on well, the menu. I, I, I saw Josh's face when you said hogfish and stone crabs. <laughs> and stone crabs. But that's fair. Just well, every now, now and then. Me, honey. It's, it's not hard to get. Uh, we use a supplier out of Chicago <laughs> called Fish. You pay enough money for anything, you can get it. And that's it. It's just, it's timing that right and finding out, you know, when the season is and when the prices are appropriate. So, customers to be able to put want to pay for it. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest. We can't put a $70, $70 a pound fish on the menu and have anyone actually for it you know you might be able to do that in some special tastings or special dinners uh but it's coming we'll do that at some point in time it's just trying to gauge it right and find out when the prices I mean, are right now it's really just like get the restaurant open and so we can i can have birria empanadas yes and that's really i mean honestly in the end this podcast is about nick and i and that's really what we're, we're interested really, in. yeah, we're, <laughs> tacos yeah, tacos and, and well, things and, and, and now birria empanadas birria empanadas right. and i mean pork green chili my, my loyalty and, might shift from taco to now empanada. Well, you know, there might still be some at Smoke that are uh, frozen, frozen and just ready to be fried There off. actually is. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> lunchtime. Detour. Detour. <laughs> All right, well. What, what have you, have, have you, in the five years since you opened Smoke and now you've been you've been working on this one, and I know look, the craziness of COVID, but but have you, have you learned some things? Are there things that you, you think you're doing better this time around? We well, put vestibules in. That was smart. Yeah, vestibules. <laughs> I, I think the main thing is, is that, 
we didn't know what we were doing when we opened Smoke. We'd never been in the restaurant business. I mean, I had been a busboy at one point in time when I was in high school, and Lanny's mom ran restaurants. We tried to do things. I think everyone that were, knows that we didn't know what we were doing. We had no <laughs> idea what we were doing. We really should not have made it this long. Um, the first year and a half, we probably should have closed, but um, but we didn't. It, it was our ideas were not mainstream enough. Um, we were trying to push the envelope right off the bat, and that really hurt us. And just not being able to execute properly. Um, that's the one thing with this one is that, you know, we've prepared and we've planned and have the right people in place where we didn't at smoke, um, to be able to help us guide us on how to do this properly. And we feel like we're there with Calaveras that, you know, we've certainly had enough time to get it right. Um, you know, there'll be some hiccups along the way as there always is, but I think it's just more of when you say what we've learned, we've learned how bad we screwed up smoke and not to repeat those mistakes. I mean, that's a, that's a, a important lesson to, to think about as a whole is, I mean, like learn from your mistakes and all that and be able to say like, yeah, Hey, we, you know, we screwed these things up. We're going to do them, but that's awesome. And that's why I, I said mean, the menu is going to start pretty, I don't want to say basic. It's still elevated, but then, you know, we want to gain the public's trust before we start throwing some really weird. Cause Lofgetter has some really elevated ideas that like I personally wouldn't eat cause I get kind of squeamish. But when we've talked about them with other people who are foodies, they're like, yes, please. Yeah, hit Nick with the weird stuff. Um, Loff really wants to carry lingua, which. Yes. Okay, see. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he. Look, this man loves a lingua. I might might be sleeping outside your door now. Well, he told me, he was like, I'm going to like serve it to you and you're not even going to know. You're going to think you're eating shredded beef. And I'm like, I will murder you if you do that to me. I did that to my mother-in-law. Oh my God. Did you really, <laughs> did she know? And still married no. by the way, after all these years. No, so. So Does yeah, she know now? Yeah, she, but she did. <laughs> uh, they were helping us pack the last time we moved. Mm-hmm. And I went and grabbed tacos from, from really the only kind of authentic place that we have here in town. And because I know how awesome they are, I grabbed a bunch of lingua and I let them eat them and, and let them talk about how awesome they were. And I said, <laughs> Hey, by, by the, the way, way, by the way, <laughs> you're eating lingua. And yeah, she, she, she was a little upset. Yeah. But I, it was fun for me. I'm glad. We've also <laughs> been working because um, for vegetarian options, um, there's a local, he's local here, any he? Mushroom farmer? Mm-hmm. And the, is it King Trumpet? The King Trumpet mushrooms, yeah. Yeah, so it's we'll vegetarian. One of our vegetarian takes. It's a mushroom, but it kind of has a beef type of flavor. Mm-hmm. So That sounds excellent. We're doing some play for vegetarians as well. Um, I'm really into purple radishes right now, which are... Really expensive, by the way, but... Um. I mean, there's a theme going through this whole conversation about, like, what you're into, and the theme is expensive. <laughs> Very much so. I mean, we've been having this conversation... Nothing that, nothing but the finest for Lanny. There's no, gonna be, it's... The- there's going to be orchids on the plates, and our director of operations is just pulling his hair out. It's like, we... we that, that doesn't fit cost-wise. She's like, no, it's going to happen. We're just doing it. Um, uh, so specialty mints, and this is out of the mouth of babes. Um, I found these mints. They're the same mints that are at Capitol Grill, but I'm not Capitol Grill. And so I found them. I have them. They're delicious. And my son looked at me, and he was like, 14-year-old boy. He goes, Mom, those are like the ones at Capitol. I went, I know. He goes, why aren't your specialty branded with the wrapper that says Calaveras? I go, because I don't have capital <laughs> money. We're in a capital girl. Thanks, money, yeah. thanks for close. noticing, 14-year-old. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> well, yeah, and, hey, here's a here's a stamp kit. You're going to stamp every, every wrapper. Every single wrapper. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, I want to, to all this things, like, like all this elevated, like redoing the bathrooms and the beautiful scenery and all the high-end food, and your 14-year-old's like, why don't you have stamps on your mints? Yeah. There you go. The kids, I man. Mean, that, kids. They, I know. they beat you down. Yeah. They, they really do. Just, Nothing's good enough. It's like a 
highly successful, all this great stuff, and your kids are like, no, it's nah. Subpar. It's just mom. <laughs> Whatever. Nick, one other thing for you that uh, the chef and director of operations were playing around with last week, and I don't know if they were able to get it in. Duck tongue prosciutto tacos. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Need, I'm gonna need some time. <laughs> You're gonna need some time to like yeah, fan off a little bit. Yeah. And they know. they came to I'm me and they said, "Are you okay with that?" And I'm just me being squeamish because half the time I go vegetarian, and I'm just envisioning. Tiny little duck tongues all over that kitchen. No, and I'm no, like, no. Sell it, man. So sell am it. I, but in a good way. <laughs> in a good way yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I mean, just the the, the contrast of those flavors there and the textures. Yeah, I, I'm going to need this to happen. What we're doing, we're starting it at Smoke also. This is an idea that Josh had about a, Josh Lofgetter had about a year ago. Um, at Smoke, it's going to be called the Contender Menu. We don't have a name for it yet at Calaveras, but we're obviously chef driven, and, and that's really important to us is to. You know, even though we're barbecue at one side and Mexican at the other, we want a fine dining chef to be able to create and play and not get bored of just cranking out ribs every day or just cranking out the same tacos every day. So the contender menu at Smoke will be, call it seasonal, call it specials, call it whatever else. It'll be four to five items that get changed. Could be weekly, could be monthly. It's just depending on how they sell. And it's going to be a little more off-the-wall items. So your chicken fried bacon, Nick, that you mentioned will be coming back on there. Yes. And I mean, the reason that went off there is because it was literally a one-person job, and it took about half a day, and there was only one or two people who <laughs> could do it like good. A it was really hard. And that someone always hated it. It's but that's the same thing we're going to do at Calaveras. Is basically just have a rotating menu of off-the-wall stuff. What fresh stuff can we get? That's where the you know the stone crab might come in. The uh, rock, or sorry, hogfish might come in. Uh, try to bring in some things to. Josh and I's take on it and call it is trying to change the food culture in Lee Summit a little bit to where we're still approachable for most of the menu, but maybe, you know, 10 to 15% elevated foodie type stuff. And I like that. I like going into a restaurant and there's something different and and that different that changes. Like, like I'm a sucker for the small coffee shop with whatever their drink of the week or whatever. Right. Is. I'm going to order the weird thing. When I go to a brewery, Usually what I want is okay, what's the weirdest thing you do? Yeah. Okay. What's the what's the weird yeah. I want I want the I want the crazy mad scientist brewer or chef to yes. do something. Show me show me what you got. The cow huff ale or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, on the other side of it, as us as brewers, we are completely not like that at all. We're that way on the food side, but you know, you know our beer menu at Smoke. We pretty well make beer flavored beer. We don't do a lot of adjunct brewing. It's just it's a different take where I can be so on one side on food and then on the beer side, we're so reserved. Well, but you know, it balances out as a as a as a concept and, and deal with that. All right. Well, Josh, Lanny, we are glad that you guys came by. We are excited about new tacos and look specifically new empanadas mm-hmm. coming soon, October four. We hope. We hope. And, and look, we hope. Like usually, we tease you, but I think everybody knows that in this post COVID world, um, <laughs> there are just too many variables. A tease away. It's, it, it is what we it is. Here's yeah. the big, here's the big question. You mentioned the other downtown owner, uh, business yeah, that owner, guy, who that, can't that open other guy ever. Is he a little upset that you're going to take the crown as longest time to open? You know, he's got that wine bar he's doing right now. I think he might beat us on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that probably opened about like 2026 or I mean, so. I'm pretty sure mayor's going to kill him if uh, he the house up a isn't bar done before, before a house the house is done. <laughs> that house is never going to finish. No, no, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> even my son makes fun of it as we drive by. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Guys, here's the difference. I have an excuse on why ours took so long. Shane had absolutely no excuse for hand and glove. No. Yeah, he did. He wanted to pick all the fights with the city. It was perfectly. He did pick it. all the fights. Yeah. Oh, and that one guy that gave him the, that 
special, special review. I'm, I'm never going to come now since it took you so long. Like, okay. All right. Thank, thank you guys so much. We're thank all, we're all thank excited you for to, us. to have this come in. Well, cheers, guys. Thanks. Thank you.